Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about capturing the universe from a feminine perspective and coming correct. And the moments when, in the wise words of Guru Joey, you've given all you can and you know your journey has come to an end. But in the meantime, peep the nails, peep the crew neck, peep the headphones, peep the day five dirty hair, peep the grown out manicure, (laughs) peep the half dried hair. (laughs) We know how to storm outside. If you know, yeah, we know how to dress. We know how to do it. We know how to get a man. Just ask us. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's, oh my gosh, what a week we're having. It's the second Bachelor episode of the week. Love is Blind dropped today. We're covering that over at our Substack Rich Text, claireandemma.substack.com. We have our Galentine's Day merch out, which our wonderful Tatiana, our social media manager, drew. And it's beautiful. I'm obsessed with it. I also have the mug. It's got a beautiful best friends little charm. It says we're here it's to make so friends. so freaking cute. And you might have seen our gals Susan and Kathy and Medina wearing these sweatshirts. They're so cozy. I've been wearing mine almost every day. Also, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. In honor of Valentine's week, I think we get a week, right? Between Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, and then just like the feelings of love that extend until the end of the week, I think. (laughs) We will be releasing a new kind of episode. We're very excited to launch this new series within a series. And we will be talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. We will be going into their relationship, why it has captivated the culture, and what we connect to and perhaps don't connect to about it. And we'll be having that conversation with a very special guest who has really had a front row seat to this latest 
episode of the Taylor and Travis miniseries. Yeah. This week has been bananas. So much that has to do with love and romance going on. So much Bachelor. Love is blind. The Swelsey Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> love is truly it's in the air. Much. We're really excited to like dig into this new arena of public romance by talking about high-profile couples and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey is just the obvious place to start. So happy Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day week to us all. Oh my God, lots of housekeeping today. But now that's out of the way, should we begin? Let's do it. Let's get into this episode. And we really dive right back in. I guess they sort of consider this episode part two of last night's episode because we do not even get a cold open. The letters spelling bachelor just unfurl (laughs) and we are dropped right back into where we left off. The cocktail party in Malta. Maria is crying, saying to a producer that she just wants to give someone else her rose and go home. Yeah. I mean, the cold open is just uh, an attempt to bring the kind of immediacy that we are automatically given by the fact that it ended on a cliffhanger. So we're right back in there waiting to see how this rose ceremony night is going to turn out. Maria wants to leave. And some of the other women are kind of relishing in her discomfort, (laughs) Leia. And some of them are actually getting kind of worried about Maria, including Medina, who follows Maria outside to hug her and comfort her. Maria's like, I feel so alone here. And Medina's like, you're really not. You're, You're not alone. And also, Joey wants you here. So don't forget that. That's why you're here. It was a really... I've, I mean, I just have been kind of impressed with how Medina has handled all of this because it's been really a very difficult position that she's been in since the beginning of this drama. And I continue to feel like she's making the best choices that she can make to navigate this with grace, which is so I hard to do. I absolutely agree. It really is. Hats off to Medina. And I think that it takes a, a secure person to go and make that move to to comfort someone that you've been in conflict with previously. And I think that she really shows herself to be of good character in this moment. Like, no one should relish in seeing someone distressed to the point of tears, wanting to leave because they feel so unsettled. Yeah. And so, like, emotionally unsafe. No one should feel that way. And I and think so there I'm is, glad. I was really, yeah. I thought it was lovely to see Medina make that overture. And, like, honestly, it does seem like there would be a lot of security in kind of leaning into that click that has developed with Leia and Jess and seeking security through that by going along with how they want to handle this and to go against that instead and be like, no, I don't feel obligated to be mean to someone to show that I'm part of this group of friends takes some some strength of character. And also, on the other side of things, meanwhile, we see Leia intercut with this. She is sitting down with Joey still, telling him that she hopes this week can be a fresh start despite Maria still being here. She's like, love to sit. We'll be friends forever, I'm sure. But like, even though Maria is here, maybe next week we'll be okay. Like, basically, I'm saying without saying that she thinks he really fucked up and, like, he's probably ruined this week by keeping Maria, but maybe it'll be okay. (laughs) It's sort of, but it's delivered in this sugary tone. Yeah, it's definitely, she's 
she's better at delivering this message to Joey than Sydney was, I'll say, without being so off-putting because she tries to sandwich it with a lot of, I trust your judgment. But it's very but clear I don't. that she does not. <laughs> yeah. But I don't actually because yeah. Maria is still here. But I, what I think is interesting is maybe that she's also, like Sydney, somewhat misreading what Joey wants because Joey likes that Maria is a little bit more blunt about these things and trying to be so sweet about it, I think might come off as a little fake. Especially when you're not actually being sweet. Exactly. Our gal, Caitlin, also has what I think is a very good read on the situation. She says to the camera that she worries that Maria feels like everyone is upset that she's there, which is, quote, a very isolating feeling. We also hear her say right after, I hope she doesn't go home at this point. But it's unclear whether that was actually from this interview. Like, there were a yeah, lot of it doesn't, obvious— It could even be about someone else. We really have no idea exactly. what that's from. Yeah. To me, there were a lot of quite obvious pulls and Frankenbites in this episode. I kept noting Yeah. Them. When there's drama like this, it is very often the case that you'll see a rapid uptick in obvious Frankenbites. Yeah. But Leia seems pretty thrilled about this. She says that she hopes Maria walking away means that she will just leave. And she's like, please just go home. Again, also in voiceover. Could be from anywhere. But she's pretty clear that she is hoping that Maria walking away in tears is good and exactly what she wants to happen. <laughs> and with that, it is rose ceremony time. But Maria does not leave. Uh, I guess producers and her her fr- friends in the house talked her into staying. So she shows up rose in hand. Kelsey, T, and Lexi also have roses from their dates. And the roses go to Kelsey A., Caitlin, Daisy, Rachel, Jen, Autumn, Jess, Medina, and Leia, who gets the final rose. I mean, we got to keep this drama going, baby. It doesn't end here. Yeah. This sadly means that Edwina and Allison are going home. Yeah. I know. I I actually really liked both of them, even though we didn't see much of Allison, especially. Um. Edwina gets sort of a, a sad uh, goodbye in the moment. And and then we move on to the rest of the episode. Maria tells the camera that she is here to stay. She's going to keep her eye on the prize, which is Joey. So with that, they leave Malta for Andalusia, Spain, which is not actually a city for anyone who doesn't know. It is an autonomous region in southern Spain, which is the home of flamenco dancing as one of the women, I believe it's Rachel, correctly identifies she's up on her southern spanish uh trivia yeah we hear a lot this episode about how much rachel loves spain and spanish culture and she is very excited to be in spain so they all arrive in great spirits we see autumn whip out a fan and say it's breathtaking here as if this is some sort of pun but fans do not breathe i don't really know what that was supposed to be And she also hopes that they're leaving the drama behind. Um, That chance, Autumn. Whenever one of the women says, I hope we're leaving the drama behind, what I hear is that they are not that bothered that Maria is there at this point. They're like, she's here. I'm fine with it. I hope we can just stop talking about it. A hundred percent. That seems to be (laughs) the general consensus among the women that I have grown to most respect their judgment. For what we've seen. Yeah. That, I mean, the, the increasingly small Caitlin. and isolated group of women yes. who are supporting the anti-Maria campaign. 
Jess and Rachel are especially hoping for time with Joey. Rachel says she's always dreamed of going to Spain with her boyfriend. And Was this giving you shades of uh, Greer, except it turns out well for Rachel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always interesting to me on the show how often we find out that people have specifically dreamed of going to countries with a romantic partner, which I, I guess... Do you have this? I mean, no. I don't think I do. I Like... I didn't go to a lot of countries by myself when I was single because I was like 23 and I had no money to go to Europe at that time in my life. But I don't think that I was like, oh, one day I'll get to go with my boyfriend and that will be special. I would have been so happy to go with friends or family even. Yeah, I suspect you'd still be fine to go with anyone if you had the time and resources to go on a vacation. It's not that it's weird to be happy to go with your boyfriend. It's just... Odd and, and Joey will say things like this too. Oh, I've always wanted to come here with a partner. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize people were thinking so much specifically about that. Yeah, it is interesting. I've never had a partner specific bucket list, just yeah. places I want to go. And like, if- <laughs> yeah, my partner specific bucket list is like buying a house together, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> raising children. Dare um, to dream, Claire. <laughs> or millennials. Yeah, yeah seriously. Um, so they are, you know, hanging out in Spain. We also get a cute moment with Joey doing his tour guide bit, as as is now the custom. I believe we have a clip of what he has to say about the south of Spain. I am so excited to be here in the south of Spain. Nailed it. Pretty good. It's not a bad view behind me. It's a pretty place. Nailed it. Nailed it. Joey is a travel blogger, basically. Oh, he truly is. Uh, He also says that Spain is known for its beauty, wine, food, and romance. Will he fall in love this week? Could be. This is The Bachelor, after all. The vibes seem pretty good. At the start of the week, the women are, like, toasting with glasses of sangria. They're exploring the streets of Andalucía a little bit. They're having just such a nice time together, except that Leia is still very salty about the fact that Maria exists and is not back in Los Angeles, I guess. She says, It literally pains me that not only has Sid gone home, but Maria stays yet another week. It sucks. And I'm just going to say, Leia, I think it figuratively pains you. (laughs) I don't know. It literally pains Sid. Like, it gave her IBS or something. That's true. Someone check Leia's skin. Is she getting invisible acne? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, getting rid of Maria would literally clear my skin and and all of my gut health issues. (laughs) And I would live another 10 years. Uh, Maria, on the other hand, says she feels refreshed, despite the fact that she is very aware that Leia doesn't want her here. I mean, I think we're just in this classic situation where there's been enough conflict that they're both very uncomfortable because of the presence of the other person. And it's hard to look at this and not think Maria is handling that situation more maturely than Leia is. Uh, Similarly (laughs) to how Maria seemed to be handling it more maturely than how Sydney handled it. It's just, just like, pretend she's not there. You know, just simply ignore her. It's an option. Joey rides up to all the women on a Vespa as the wind is sweeping through their hair. It's a very romantic image. Like, you see Kelsey A's 
beautiful waves just blowing behind her. Just thank you to the weather gods for giving us this visual. <laughs> a natural wind machine. <laughs> he he tells the women that when he goes to a new place, he usually tries to do something with tradition and then something with nightlife at night. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Joey. The Rick Steves <laughs> of our generation has logged on. <laughs> I loved it. He's like, here are the two key things you need to enjoy any new place that, you, <laughs> that you're traveling to. First, something with tradition. Maybe that's wandering the historic streets and checking out some of the street markets here. And then at night, a club. <laughs> I, can, I can hear it. He's ready I to be a travel I travel so differently TikToker. from Joey. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care about the nightlife. It's mostly just about the food for yeah. me. Well, my experience actually traveling with a partner is that our version of nightlife was going to a really elaborate dinner and then going to bed at 9 p.m. <laughs> yes, that is the nightlife that I care about, Claire. <laughs> Why would one need any other nightlife? I agree. So Joey is there. He hangs out with the women for a couple minutes, and then he's like, guys, I'm here to invite one of you on a one-on-one, -on -one, and it is Kelsey A, and she is so delighted. And she's. I, I was happy to see Kelsey A get a date. She hops right on the back of Joey's Vespa and they ride off together. And the other women are so sad. It's yeah. just, it's really reached the point where they're really invested in Joey and they are, they are stressed. They are stressed to the point that they are going to, quote, stress eat by ingesting one single olive. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, it's time to stress eat. I wasn't going to have an olive, but now I will. It's time. <laughs> this it's time for an the, olive. This was so depressing to me. I was like, <laughs> we stress eat in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're in Spain. One olive? The yeah. best food I've ever had in my life was in Spain. Eat, stress eat more. The other night, I found out that daycare was closing for a snow day, and I ate, like, an entire bag of gummy bears and half a bag of tortilla chips. But sure, a single delicious. olive, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> uh, Maria then throws out a, a bit of a hypothetical. I think we have a clip. Can I ask you guys a question? If Leia didn't throw the card in the fire about the one-on-one -on -one and said, hey, I don't want it, but one of you girls go ahead and take it, would any of you guys take in it? No. Um, yeah. And would you have used it for the best one moment? Definitely would have kept the card. I don't know if I would have used it. Yeah. I think if that was my one chance and I needed to cheat to get it, I'll be patient. I'll wait my turn. It's like, yeah, we know, Leia. That's what you did. You burned the you, card. You did have the chance and you did, you did something. The, and this, everyone witnessed it. And like, we applauded that move and I stand by that. I think it was very smart. I agree. And, and yet it doesn't seem to be having a good effect on her psyche at this point in the game. I genuinely think that she is starting to develop a bit of a complex where she feels like maybe she messed up and now she's never going to get a one-on-one -on -one with Joey. Her, her magnanimous move has not been rewarded. And so she's falling back on like, well, I'm just like maybe more virtuous than everyone here. I'm the person who does the right thing. And I'm some sort of like arbiter of morality now in the house. And it's not a good look. Claire. Like it comes off a little smug. She has really good morals and values. And maybe you yeah. just don't understand because you don't hold your inner circle 
to the same high standard. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, I don't hold my inner circle to any sort of high standard. They can do whatever they want. Uh, I love that Kelsey T is honest about the fact that she would have kept the card. And I also think that Leia is taking a bit of a dig here as if to be like, oh, Maria, you think that like, it's cool to like cheat to get your chance. I'm not like that. And I think Maria was just having a fun moment of being like, it was like, just a that- hypothetical. And I think that it was mostly a ch- an opportunity to talk about how jealous they all are that they didn't get on yeah. the Vespa. She's like, wouldn't you have used it for this moment? Like, this is such a hard one to not be taken on because it's so romantic and fun. And we're all sitting out here and we just want to go away on a Vespa with Joey. I feel like whenever Maria tries to throw something out to bond with the other women, Leia takes great umbrage at it. We saw yeah. this moment. We saw the moment where she's trying to invite all the other women to eat the grapes. And Leia is just so far gone down an anti-Maria path that she will not take any olive branch or overture now. She's offended that Maria has the gall to think that she has the right to be friends with the other women. Right. She's like, you should sit in your shame because you weren't nice enough to my friend and now my friend is gone. And so you should sit quietly in a corner and think about what you've done instead of building bonds of genuine friendship and camaraderie with the other women. (laughs) It's just a bummer and feels like foreshadowing. So Rachel, Jess, and Kelsey T, I think, take witnessing Joey ride off with Kelsey A and the Vespa especially hard. They all seem a little bit knocked off their axes. And Kelsey and Rachel both individually cry. Kelsey T like walks off to take a moment by herself and kneels down and chokes up while she says, I just haven't felt this way in a long time. You can tell these women are into Joey and it is getting hard. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll get into Kelsey A's date. Can you keep up? I like love it. Okay. So you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. (laughs) So important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 
timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language... Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. And Kelsey and Joey are on the Vespa roaming around Andalusia. This is a classic sightseeing date mixed with a task, which is getting food for a picnic. And as we all know, Going on a picnic requires you to sample some cured ham, grab some heirloom tomatoes, sip various wines, and join a pickup game of soccer. Yeah. The steps towards a picnic. You can't go on your picnic until you have joined an extremely not staged pickup game of soccer. (laughs) People on The Bachelor are constantly running into games of soccer where they need just two more people. And in my (laughs) real life travels, this has never happened to me. So I also have never been randomly approached from by some elderly locals to give me unsolicited advice on love. And that's yeah. really sad for me. It's crazy how many places I traveled with Greg when we were younger and no one ever told us that we looked beautiful together and we would definitely be very happy if we got married and have babies <laughs> together. 
Like, what's the deal? There's something wrong with us. Probably. So they obviously have to try every local delicacy to get food for a picnic. But then I don't feel like we really see the picnic. Like, at some point, they sit down and talk. But it doesn't feel like it's any more of a picnic than the usual bachelor date where they sit down at the end and talk a little bit before they go get ready for the night date. (laughs) <laughs> this is why the first time I watched this episode, um, I didn't even, it did not even register to me that they were preparing for a picnic. There's just one line where they're like, we got to get food for a picnic. And then they just do all the normal stuff that you do on an Explore then the City Then they like get date. love advice from locals and join a pickup game of join soccer. Join a pickup game of soccer. <laughs> Joey also does seem like he probably played varsity soccer in high school. And that to me is unfortunately a huge turn on. So... This is not so a true. good episode for me in terms of getting over my standing of Joey. Um, but it's fine. Uh, we're keeping our composure and our dignity. And let's check in on things back at the hotel. Kelsey T and Rachel are discussing how difficult this is getting. They both are, they're two of the people who have like what seems like a really strong connection to us, but haven't had a one on one yet. And they are struggling seeing other women get this time. Rachel points out that it must have been especially hard for Kelsey not to have her name called since she's also Kelsey. I thought the same thing. Like, you have that moment so where you're true. like, Kelsey. No, the other Kelsey. Out of the two Kelseys, he didn't want me to be the Kelsey for this date. That hurts. Kelsey and her in the moment says she hasn't felt what she's feeling for Joey in God knows how long. And she chokes up and through tears, she whispers, it's so tough. It's so tough. I just wanted to give sweet Kelsey T, one of our two Kelsey's of reason, a hug. She's, they're both great. Both Kelsey's are great. I know. She's, and Kelsey T brings like such a soft energy that it almost like, it doesn't often like break through in the group because she is so quiet and calm and, and reserved. But then we see these moments of like real emotion from her that are so poignant because of how how soft and sweet she is. I, I really think that her. she's, I really do think she's going to get a one-on-one. I believe it. I'm holding on. There's still some weeks left. I think left. so. I think so. I think maybe next week. So back on the date, Kelsey A, <laughs> the other <laughs> Kelsey and Joey are discussing their mutual affection, their desire to travel with their partner one day. Starting today, I mean, they both are the same in that they both feel like they're just with their boyfriend or girlfriend in this beautiful place. Kelsey tells Joey she's she's not falling for him quite yet, but she's tripping. <laughs> this is she's a new the, innovation. The pre-fall. Yeah, yeah, this is a it's a new it's a new innovation. We've yeah. seen people try variants of that. I forget what season it was that someone was like I'm starting to run towards the fall like oh they they were doing uh that was like a different metaphor too it was oh, like no, that was I'm when not, they were running yeah and then like like okay, being in yeah. love would be like running but right now they were only like jogging, jogging. <laughs> we've definitely seen some people be like i i think i'm going to start falling in love with you soon or i'm about to fall i'm just starting to fall she's like I know what comes before fall tripping. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And Joey loves it too. He he says he immediately knew that Kelsey was someone that he could, quote, ease into. And they just spend the rest of their date staring into each other's eyes and making out a lot. And Kelsey tells the camera, 
because she knows how this show works. She's excited to dive deeper at night, not now, at not the allotted now. time. Now is when we talk about how we like each other and we make out. At dinner is when we talk about our childhood. Trauma. <laughs> Trauma. <laughs> For the night portion of the date, they have dinner in a 13th century bathhouse. Uh, pretty cool and spooky. It's cool. And Joey toasts to the small things, the way I feel when I look into your green eyes, nothing but potential. He's so into her. This, she is going to, yeah. I, I feel, this is I major like final two. Vibes. This is, yeah. this is final two vibes. Because it's not like, I, you know, getting to, to getting to know you better, to being in the be- this beautiful place with such a cool person, like that is like extremely romantic. What he said to her, and she, he's been saying things like this to her since the moment they met. He's just yeah. he's drawn to her in a way yeah. that is kind of he he's keeps trying to articulate in new and creative ways every single episode. And I have to say, I think that a lot of it is about the fact that uh, she has green eyes, and I think he has green eyes. Because people are always commenting on it. Yeah. So, you know, you got to match that up, you know. Uh, Kelsey at dinner talks about her mom, who we know passed away when she was young. Her parents met in the military when they were both serving as military police officers. She says her mother was soldier of the year multiple times, which I didn't know was a thing. Uh, We are not military experts. I will say that. Yeah. And she says when Kelsey was born, her mom left the military she says that she's just such a beautiful, positive person. She brought so much light into any room she walked into. Her energy was so positive. And that's but, kind of how Kelsey is. And Joey says the same thing. He's like, that's, I see the qualities you describe in your mother and you. Um, Ten years ago, her mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. It eventually metastasized. I think it had metastasized onto her bones by the time that she was diagnosed, it sounds like. Um, yeah, it was a little unclear the exact timeline to me, but... Because she said she yeah. passed away two months after two her months. diagnosis. That's extremely fast. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it was already very far along. And so Kelsey would have been around 15 um, when this happened. And she really struggles with the idea that her mom won't be there for things like an engagement or a marriage, which I very much relate to. And then she she talks a little bit more about... Um, the significance of thinking about her mom while she's going on this bachelor journey. I think we have a clip. I asked her, I was like, do you believe in signs? And like, whenever I see butterflies, it feels like it's my mom there. And it, um, right before I came on here, I got off work and I was walking down and I saw butterflies in the middle of the city of New Orleans. <laughs> and I don't know, that kind of was reassuring to me. And on the way to the airport, I was on the phone with my dad and I was like, what do you think mom would think about all this? He told me, he's like, you're your mother's child. He was like, you're so brave. He was like, that's something your mom would do. Like, he just felt like I was exuding like my mom's energy. It's like how you're <laughs> describing her. I can see it 100%. <laughs> I'm sure your mom would be more than proud of you because you describe her as someone that was always thinking of others and giving. And that's the only thing I see when I talk to you and see you around. So I'm sure your mom would be more than proud. Oh, I thought that was a really lovely way to respond to that disclosure. Again, it's, it was a response that felt so tailored, like as if he was really listening to what she was saying. Yeah, I agree. 
And Kelsey is very moved by this response. And she says, I think she'd like you. And oh. and she tears up. Um, I mean, this is it's a very emotional conversation. I, I feel like at this point, Joey's had so many of these, com- like pretty much every one-on-one is like, literally they sit down and they're like, here is my trauma. There hasn't been much yeah. respite from that during this season which is tough. And it made me think about how much of this he's been receiving and how challenging it is to be constantly listening closely and responding well to these and and, and not to start to get it. kind of like, yeah, to have it all blend together, but to be like, yeah, I'm here. I'm holding it. Like I respect, you know, the experience she went through. And I feel like he is doing as well as he could do with that it's task. Pretty- yeah, and it's, as you said, it's not an easy task. Yeah. Joey tells Kelsey that the day was unbelievable, that he wants someone compassionate, kind, empathetic, understanding, and loving, and those are things that ooze out of her. Like, pus. <laughs> what a word. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's just like oozing <laughs> like a jelly donut. <laughs> and he reiterates that her mom would be proud. He offers her the rose. She accepts. He tells the camera he's smitten, and Kelsey is now officially falling for Joey. The trip lasted such a short amount of time. Yeah, the fall will continue. It'll be like the fall down Alice's rabbit hole. They end their date dancing in what I can only assume is complete silence (laughs) in the middle of the ruins of this bathhouse, because... They they pipe in a I score, didn't even but clock that. that's so funny. <laughs> I wonder if they let them play like played some music from like a little Bluetooth speaker or something. Maybe I was really oh, wondering. Did we miss a be... live show? Like I was there a no. band somewhere? No, absolutely not. There was not. It's all I could think about. <laughs> that's so but funny. But they seem they seem unbothered because right after we get a classic. Ari Lyon Dyke Jr. make out right up against a European wall moment. That was an Ari signature. And Joey yeah. is just taking that and running. They're like playing the hits with this season. And I gotta I say, know. Joey can handle whatever bachelor trope they throw at him. And usually it's better than whatever bachelor <laughs> did it previously. Back at the hotel, the group date card arrives. Lexi, Daisy, Jen, Autumn, Maria, Caitlin, Medina, Leia, Jess, and Kelsey T. Our love is a work of art. This means that Rachel is getting the second one-on-one. This actually reminds me that on the first one-on-one, when he came up on the Vespa, Jess was like, I thought that it would be a group date because we're all here and he would just leave two of the women behind. And in that moment, I was like, has Jess never watched this show? That's never (laughs) happened. This is actually what usually happens. They all go out and the bachelor meets them and tells one person to come with him. These women need to study. They need to know what is happening. But I'm happy for Rachel. Rachel is so excited. Leia, however, is upset that she has to go on a date with Maria. She's like, you know, a girl only has so much patience. Leia. I feel like she's starting I, to get Sydney's kind of off-putting smarmy tone now that Sydney is gone. Like, it had to go to someone. I know that yeah. some of this is probably also the fact that when they show her doing stuff that looks like Mean Girl shit, even more innocuous things that they show her doing look 
kind of unpleasant and you read into them unpleasantly, but she genuinely has a very weird smarmy tone when she says this. And I found it off-putting. Yeah, it really feels like Sydney's affect was just transferred right over to Leia. And it's it's not the best. So the next day, the group date ladies head over to a villa in Marbella, which I think is like an hour from Malaga, where I believe they're staying. And I was just noticing that Gen Z denim work on full display. A lot of baggy, low-slung jeans, a lot of maxi denim skirts. And as we all know, this is the uniform of the true artist because that is what Mm -hmm. they are there to do, art. Mixed media artist Paula is there to lead this date activity. And as Joey tells us, quote, she's known for capturing the universe from a feminine perspective. Yeah, that's, I guess, what it is when you make art as a woman. (laughs) And... (laughs) I love artists who who also capture the world from a masculine perspective. And, uh, you know, that's also very valid. Whether you're doing it from a masculine or a feminine perspective, I really support that. I also tried to look her up and I can't find her. She literally could be anyone. You Googled Paula. Artist, mixed media from a feminine perspective. (laughs) Yeah, perspective. Loves the universe. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not getting anything. I I don't think. She, I think they cast her. <laughs> I think she's the fiction. Um, and so she she has prepared an activity for them that starts with a prompt. She has written on a a, a canvas at the front of the class the sentence: "I leave my heart on the page, so you need not wonder of my love for you." Very deep, <laughs> very deep. And this is sort of their task is to write down one quote that captures their feelings for Joey. I feel like this is like the the way that we call all books novels now because we don't understand <laughs> genre. A quote is not just a sentence that you came up with. That's a sentence. Are they quoting yeah. anyone? If not, I, I do it's think not it might quote. have been that that English was her second language. That that is totally fair, and that is why I don't want to pick apart the sentence that she wrote. But I do think that this quote thing is a broader problem with people <laughs> not knowing what quote means. I've noticed it before. Yeah, there quote is that, mean means that you are literally <laughs> quoting from someone. Yes, exactly. Like Taylor Swift, you know, or or Mark Twain. Then they need to turn that quote into a painting. And whoever conveys that message most clearly in their painting will get extra time with Joey. Whoever is most literal about their art. I mean, that is the (laughs) thing, is that basically this is Pictionary. (laughs) No, it's art, Claire. It's Pictionary, but the original text is a sentence of you being like, I look forward to growing our budding relationship (laughs) into a strong flame that will mean an everlasting love. But like, draw that in a picture so that he can say exactly those words. This is a date activity that I think really privileges run-on sentences. And (laughs) it upsets me. It also privileges people who are obsessed with engagement rings because that is the easiest way to convey your goal at the end of this in a way that you can gather from a painting of what you said. So Joey, of course, is participating also because... Joey loves to participate, and that is why 
the sausage wheel date instead of making me feel like it was a disgusting, demeaning date about women being slapped in the face with essentially, you know, penises or penile objects. Instead, it seemed like a fun and silly, goofy activity that you're doing with your boyfriend. And he's like taking that energy into this art date. He's like, I am going to draw the most embarrassing piece of art here. And he's like painting himself with commentary. He's like, that looks horrible. I'm doing a terrible job. Need to add a little more to the hair. (laughs) Need to work on the hair. Oh, that's horrible. It's pretty delightful. Seeing a a lot of the women seem to be having fun with this, which I always enjoy. Maria is being really funny. She's like drawing a two-sided painting where on one side, she's under a storm cloud vanquishing Sydney. And on the other side, she and Joey are sailing away happily. I gotta say, this was one of those moments where I was like, Maria, you should not have done this. She like, is she's been definitely trying so stirring hard. the pot. Right, you're stirring the pot. You've been trying so hard to make nice. We have seen you trying to get along with the women, making overtures. And then you're doing something by making this your painting that is going to needle Sydney's friends. Why? And I think it's because she can't resist doing something kind of funny in this moment. And we do see some of the women seeming to laugh at it. Joey is amused Jen is, by Jen it. Jen enjoys it. Joey enjoys it. I thought it was funny. But obviously, like, Leia's going to be pissed by this. And but why... She, at a certain point, I'm like, get over it. I People mean, I, ag- I agree that Leia should get over it. But I also have to be honest that Maria is, is needling here. Like, she did not have oh, to yeah. include that in her painting. However, Leia is making sure I'm not too sympathetic to her by being super rude about Maria and her in the moments the whole time. Like, she can't stop talking about how much she wishes Maria weren't there. And then she says, Maria's bold, but she clearly isn't creative. I think I'm going to stand out because I'm a woman of all the talents. I love painting. This is my time to shine. Like, what makes you think Maria isn't creative, first of all? Like, what do you know about whether Maria's creative? Second of all... She's a dancer. That's creative. And being good at painting is not the only medium through which you can be creative. Also, once again, she's falling into the trap of thinking that this date is about being the best at painting, which it is not. (laughs) It never is. Never. When will they learn? (laughs) I guess maybe with Autumn, she was the best one. But it was mostly about her perseverance. Well, that's the the thing. It wasn't about being good at catching a sausage in your teeth. (laughs) It was about being the most willing to commit to the actual rules of the challenge to show your excitement about Joey. Delia being better at painting flowers does not show her excitement about Joey compared to someone who just isn't as good. She is very good. She's very good at painting flowers. Maria is aware that she is bad at painting. She's she's sipping champagne, joking about how bad of a do- job she's doing. But she's like, I look like an artist. And then she says, I'm going to keep my day job. Yeah, she's like dashing paint on the canvas <laughs> in a very, like she's, she's cosplaying as an artist and she knows it. Joey goes very straightforward. Um, so we know where his bias is going to lie in this competition. <laughs> he has a painting of himself holding an engagement ring. And his sentence was, taking a leap, knowing that I may fall with the hope of a forever love. So so many pieces to that sentence. So many pieces. And none of them is actually about getting engaged at the end. I was like, you should have drawn yourself leaping towards 
a heart or Claire, like maybe you should have been a consultant ring. with like a gaping chasm beneath him with sharp rocks. <laughs> I know I should, I should have been there to, to guide him. And then he attempts to guess the meaning of each woman's painting. I think we have a clip. There is a yellow surfboard, which had to do with our first one-on-one. I'm not really sure what the little black thing is. That is a manatee. That's a manatee? <laughs> it's another thing to be like, well, what's the meaning behind someone painting that? That can't get out of my head, but I think of like Skittles. Like, love is like a rainbow. You never know what you're going to get. Joey is pulling at my heartstrings. Is that OK? Oh, if I got holes, that was yes, pretty good. good. That was yeah. pretty good. It's kind of like the calm before the storm, but in our case, it's the storm before the calm. Storm before the calm. A little yeah. different. A little different. This is something. I really tried to like not <laughs> talk about that because I have no idea what that is. I'm being honest, it looks like a harp. <laughs> Man, I would suck at Pictionary. For some reason, when I look at it, I see an elephant. I can't get that out of my head as well. I don't know why. An elephant, Joey? To be fair, <laughs> I loved this. It did sort of look like that's Kelsey T's. It did sort of look like an elephant because it's half a heart, but then it has these like flowing ribbons of color that look sort of like an elephant's trunk coming it off of it. It could be a trunk. <laughs> it could it could be. I just I love seeing it was just so charming to see him fail yeah. at guessing every single one. I loved it. And yet it didn't impact his self-confidence. That's how you know he's a white man. I also have to say, to be fair to Joey, that Jen's manatee was much smaller than the surfboard that she painted. So I don't think that she knows what manatees look like. Yeah, the manatee was smaller than the turtle. So. Yeah, that's not what manatees are, Jen. Uh, Jess ultimately wins the challenge. And I think we all know what she had to paint to win the challenge. Yes, it is a giant, sparkly engagement ring. And her quote was, our future is as bright as the diamond I hope to receive because our love is something I truly believe. It's, it's a poem. I, a little bit. Who told them that it had to be a poem? <laughs> like, it could no have just one. been like, I want to capture Joey's heart. And they're all like, how can I rhyme diamond <laughs> with I got my eye on you, Joey, somehow? And it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. But Joey loves this because he also drew a ring and he's like, she wants a ring. I want a ring. We're pretty aligned. I love that she's thinking about our future. (laughs) At this point, I think we should take a quick break. We'll be back for the rest of this episode. Can you keep up? I like. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head-to-toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is, like, the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. 
I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back. As Joey and Jess head off for their mini one-on-one time, Leia has some thoughts for the camera. We have a clip. I don't know why I wasn't chosen to be the winner today. I mean, just drew an engagement ring as her piece of art. It was cute, yeah. She will never end up with him, but one can be delusional. This was one of those moments where it was so obvious that they had frankenbitten a bunch of different conversations together. She yeah. definitely said a comment that was maybe not the nicest about Jess's art, but in a lighthearted way. I thought it was pretty rude. Like it was she, pull, rude. she pulls a face as she says it, it was cute. And then she pulls like a really she dramatic goes like, like an yeah, ooh face. Like an ooh face. Yeah. To show that she doesn't think it was cute. Like I would think that would be something she would say about Maria. Like it doesn't seem like something you would say about your best friend in the house's art. It and was not the nicest, but then however, they pair it. Yeah. They pair it with with things that make it sound like she is directly targeting Jess, calling yeah. her delusional and saying Jess will never end up with Joey. I suspect that even that one sentence was not said at the same time. And if she was talking about someone being delusional, I would imagine it was Maria. Yeah, I completely Jess. agree. I very much believe they are playing up Leia's heel turn this episode. And... Like, I see enough directly to feel like she is kind of being a a mean girl, but they are not content with that. They want to amp it up with these Frankenbites and make it more dramatic. And that just makes it clear how they want you to perceive what's happening, right? Whenever they make those editorial choices that are so far beyond just showing what's happening, where it seems like they're deliberately constructing a narrative that wasn't even present, then you know that they want Leia to look bad. Jess and Joey head off to change into their swimsuits and make their first piece of art as a couple. The first of many, I'm sure. Many couple-made pieces of art that are going to be in their future. They put on white swimsuits and paint each other and a giant tarp with their bodies. It's just the Evan and Carly paradise date, but played for fewer laughs. I'm pretty sure we've seen this exact thing multiple times. And I think, was it ever not in paradise? To me, it rings like I thought. I it, think we've seen it, it on previous Paradise I, I feel like it happened on Zach's season, but you know what? That could be true. It all just fades into a blur for me. So I know. Same. I don't know, I don't know why I'm trying to litigate this. I actually didn't. Have no it just idea. happened with Kelsey. Uh, oh my god! It just happened with Rachel and Brayden, right? Wasn't that their date? Because they were covered in paint by the end. Yes, but that was also Paradise. Yeah, that was also Paradise. I'm just. Yeah, they were being human pinatas. They did paint each other, but yeah, that was also to me the the Evan and Carly date. This is like, this is that date, which is played, I think, for maximum comedy (laughs) on Paradise, 
toned down because this is The Bachelor. And yeah. all the other women are like, damn, Joey looks good. Yeah. Jess looks good. Like, we're, we're jealous. I would love to be slathering paint on those abs right now. <laughs> I also love the idea that they're going to take the muddy imprints of their bodies on a canvas and, like, frame it and hang it over the mantelpiece. Like, they've made a beautiful piece of yeah, That's art. going straight in the trash. We all know. <laughs> The night part of the group date is back in Malaga. The women are all glammed up and they're trying to get along. Maria wants to spend her time with Joey opening up about why she has a tough exterior. We're reaching the point here where she's like, my my one-on-one date instead was a two-on-one date. I can't reserve this story for a one-on-one anymore. I just have to tell him now. Like when we start to see people sharing their trauma stories on group dates at this point in the season. And so they all toast to expressing their feelings. And Joey pulls Jen first. She says this week has been tough. And watching him leave with Kelsey, I brought up lots of feelings to process. He compliments her for her painting and how it it really brought up the history that they've already started to build together as a couple when they I went surfing together. And then she put laughed. a surfboard on. I could not stop laughing at this because he delivers that line with such earnestness. Like, you really signaled the history that we've built. You guys went on one date. You've had one history, one historical experience. That is yesterday. one more history than half the women on this show right now. <laughs> you know and what? She's going to play that advantage. I also think that, like, Joey is so good and takes pride in giving specific compliments to women. And so you saw him go to each of the women that he talked to and say like, oh, I really appreciated your painting because it did this or it did that. Like it referenced our history. It showed like the way you feel when when you see me. And that made me feel so good. And it did kind of a little bit remind me of like what a parenting account tells you to say to your toddler when they bring you a painting. <laughs> like, oh, I love that. I love the choice you made to show us standing together outside the house because we're a family and <laughs> I love the so color real. you used for the house. It's so, it's it's very he's he's just such a caretaker, you know. <laughs> he says he feels very aligned when he's with Jen and he can see a future with her. Next he chats with Kelsey T who also brings up how hard it was to see him right away on that Vespa with Kelsey A. A lot of the women have Vespa trauma. They, they really do. Imagine then they they come to their one on one date and they're like, "What I really want to share about tonight <laughs> is that last week something really I'm changed triggered. me. Yeah. <laughs> I triggered saw by the man now. of my dreams right right up on a Vespa, and then he took another woman with him. And ever since then, it's been hard for me to trust. Uh, but she says it made her feel realize that she has real strong feelings for him. And Joey seems very touched. He says that there's a level of ease with Kelsey and it hurts him to see her struggle. I feel like I get this strong sense when he's with Kelsey that he really likes her and like appreciates her as a person, but that he doesn't see her as end game. And that's why he keeps like waiting on that date. And we're not seeing him make quite as strong statements as he's making to, like, Kelsey A or even Jen about, like, the future that he sees with them. Yeah, I think that if this was just in the real world and he met Kelsey T, he'd want to date her. But he has, at this point, a handful of relationships that seem just 
a bit ahead of their connection. Yeah. But why would he send her home? Like, she's so sweet and he likes her. No. And again, she's, I feel fairly confident that she's going to get a one-on-one. I think she is too. I hope I'm wrong because I really like Kelsey T. I want her to go all the way. Back at the hotel, Rachel's date card arrives. Bailamos mi amor. She is getting the date she wants. Like, I remember with, with Greer, how she got being like, maybe Joey is saving us. Or not Joey. Zach. When, when Greer was like, maybe Zach is saving a very... I've forgotten Zach already. I'm sorry, Zach. Um, <laughs> maybe J- Zach is saving a very special date for me. Like, what I've always dreamed of doing. Like, high tea in London. And then he just simply wasn't thinking about her at all. In fact, Joey it seems, was thinking about what Rachel wanted. And definitely production was thinking about what Rachel wanted and made this connection happen. And it's just It just really shows you how, how someone is perceived can be so engineered situationally, even if they're not scripting anything, right? Yeah. Like the Greer storyline was designed to throw Greer further off kilter, to completely destabilize her, make her have a meltdown, make her seem quite silly, for having this attachment to tea and English culture. Here, Rachel is a main character. Yeah. So it is an act of, it's like an act of service that Joey thought about her. And yeah. Rachel's going to to get that wish fulfillment. They're giving it to her and she's being given confidence in the relationship as a result. Yeah. Back on the group date, Maria and Joey are chatting. He keeps patting her leg. They have just, he's just very strong so, chemistry. Yeah, he's just wants to make out with Maria badly. Yeah. We get to learn a little bit more about her on this date. As she mentioned, she wants to open up about why she is the way that she is. And he brings up the fact that she's told him in the past she was raised by a lot of men, which contributes to her rough around the edges, hard outer shell. I don't think we knew this already. We knew she was no. close to her dad, but we didn't know um, the backstory. Um, and it makes me like kind of feel an affinity, to be honest, because I grew up in a household of yeah. of guys. And I do think that that can socialize you a little bit differently. And sometimes I feel really sad about it because I feel like it's made it a little more complicated for me to bond with women and I see that in Maria, that, like, sh- the way that she communicates maybe reads a little bit differently than than some of the other women and differently yeah, than she expects. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so she says that she grew up primarily with her dad because her mom left the family when she was pretty young or or was no longer spending much time with her or taking care of her. She says that when she was one year old, her mother... Uh, was in a terrible car accident with her in the car. A cement truck fell on top of them. Her car seat was in pieces. She was announced dead at the scene. It was like in the news that it was like a miraculous recovery because she ended up surviving. Her mother broke almost every bone in her body. Like just unimaginable. Like unimaginable. Yeah. Yeah. And she says this basically set off a major depressive episode for her mom, that her mom, you know, didn't know how to recover from this. And she wasn't able to be the mom that she wanted to be. And so she wasn't really around for most of Maria's childhood. I think that, like, is something that is often missing from the way that we talk about 
physical trauma like this is that, yeah. I mean, even when I'm sick for a week, I get very depressed. Like, it's very hard to, to be in pain, to be restricted from the lifestyle you were living before, to be, you know, taking care of, like, your body not, you, you know, t- injuries. You know, your life is consumed with with care for yourself and like people need to care for you. It's, it takes a huge mental toll and you can see why such a horrible accident would be super hard to recover from mentally as well. Yeah. The amount of time that would be required to heal many bones in your body. And also if Maria was one, that's pretty crucial time to establish what the bond looks like between a parent and child. Obviously, that happens in the first year intensely, but I'm not a parent, but I would imagine that I I could see a way that if you are trying to expend so much energy caring for your own physical health and also combating a lot of intense mental health issues, how hard it might be to show up as a parent in a full way. Yeah. I mean, the toddler years are very demanding and there are a lot of milestones it must have been very hard to it's just sad for the whole family and yeah and exactly. yeah I think it often gets erased when we talk about things through this you know inspirational like oh well she was a fighter and like she came through like it it's it's not like a simple thing to recover from from a an accident like that and um so I appreciated that she spoke on how that affected them but it seems like her parents stayed together in some capacity she says that her dad stood by her mom in sickness and and in health he took his vows very seriously and she says that she and her mom are doing better now although they're still a work in progress and she says that her mom thought joey was very cute so she would be (laughs) excited to meet him if he came home that was very And he's sweet. like, I love that you're even thinking about that. <laughs> it, it was it was a nice moment of connection between the two of them. And Maria kind of says, you know, this history is why I try my best to cherish every moment, why I don't want to stew in stupid little fights. And this explanation seems to really resonate for Joey. He tells the camera that M- Maria always brings a fun energy and tries not to take things too seriously because she's had very serious things happen in her life. And he tells Maria, you know, I don't want to make you relive all of this, but I do want to learn more about Maria and who she is. (laughs) Joey cannot help himself from referring to at least one woman in the third person to her face. I know, I'm like, Joey, she's right there. She's right next to you. (laughs) It doesn't phase Maria, though. She's thrilled. They yeah. make out. They're feeling great. I think that he read How to Win Friends and Influence People, and he's like, oh, shoot, I have not been saying her name enough during this conversation. Got a shoehorn a Maria, few more Maria. uses in. I know who you are. Your name matters to me. Then he sits down with the women to give out the group date rose, and it does go to Maria. And he says, you know, we've been trying to get on the same page, and I, I think we finally have gotten on the same page. Just like with Kelsey A getting on the Vespa, I think we've reached a point in the season where it is very hard to feel happy for someone else getting a date, getting a group date rose. Your first emotion is going to be disappointment. So the other women all look pretty disappointed. Some of them look a little more pissed. (laughs) 
But, I mean, no one's happy. They all wanted it, obviously. Leia is pissed, though. In her in the moment, she says, my heart is in my ass. I don't know who Maria is when she steps into the room with Joey, but she's putting on a damn good performance. And for him to validate her and love on her, I thought she was the last person this Rose could have gone to. I think she thinks that she changed Joey's mind about Maria with what she said. Because oh, what else would have happened? He picked Maria over Sydney. Why would she think Maria would be unlikely to get a rose unless she thinks that she really got in his head with what yeah, she said? Yeah, I think said. that's a good point. I also always find it interesting when the women's read is, I know the most genuine side of this person. So whatever they're showing to the lead must be fake without considering that maybe someone might be performing in a social situation to get through yeah. it and performing or, less or just has multiple sides to them, right? Yeah. Just, <laughs> or that the lead likes the things about this person that might grate you. Like, well, that's th- exactly, These are all possibilities. Yeah. I think often with villains... <laughs> You know, Maria is not really being played as a villain, but she actually fits very well structurally into the role a villain would often have. Someone who, like, bothers a lot of women in the house and they all start to be like, we need to get rid of her. They're editing it with her more as the protagonist than the villain. Um, But often that is kind of the case. It's not that she's pretending to be different around Joey. It's that no one is antagonizing her when she's with Joey, you know? There's no situation when she's with Joey where he's, like, annoyed by something relatively innocent that she said and then making a big thing of it and making her defend herself. You know, that's the dynamic that is generating these unpleasant moments with Maria. That's simply not happening when she's talking to Joey. Why would that happen? That's such a good point. (laughs) So it's a very... It's just, like... Yeah, they're all convinced that some people are just, like, bad and unpleasant all the time. And if they had a bad interaction with that person, that's the totality of who they are. The next day, it's off to Marbella for Rachel's one-on-one. Joey says they do things backwards in their relationship. They got married on their first date. They had their first dance with Michael Bolton. And then they started talking. I wanted to flag (laughs) this because it is such a romance novel way of describing their relationship. It is. It's like we were a, thrown into a crazy situation and it got so deep so fast. But now, yeah, I've gotten the chance to really talk to you and yeah, see who you are as a person. I've read a, f- I like what I see. I've read a fair amount of like forced marriage type romances, you know, where they're uh, like, yeah, it's an arranged marriage or like, you Bridgerton? know, Bridgerton. Yeah, exactly. Maybe there's some sort of sort of reason they both want to get married, but they don't want it to really be real. So it's like, oh my God, look at us. We do things backwards. First, we started courting and then we fell in love. <laughs> and I'm like, Joey, Joey knows the tropes. Who's telling him? Who's telling him the lore? <laughs> uh, they walk inside the building and in the courtyard, there is a flamenco circle happening there are some people there doing flamenco it's labeled a show but i think show is is a little generous of a description it it does look like a dance circle on a platform yeah i think it's just rehearsals basically they're there early for the rehearsals and the dancers are mingling in the center they're there it has nothing to do with the fact that joey and rachel are coming at all it's (laughs) just a, a 
lovely local troupe that's very welcoming in their yeah. rehearsal space. They're but like, Rachel come is join so our thrilled. pickup game of flamenco. <laughs> <laughs> that is the fun. Yeah, we we need two more for this flamenco game we're doing. You guys free? <laughs> so Rachel is of- getting everything she dreamed of. Yeah. She gets she gets to dance. One of the dancers invites them down from the balcony and repeatedly calls Joey Joe, which I love. <laughs> he is Joe as well. That could be his next his next persona. They expl- she explains that flamenco is really about the roots of their culture. It's not just the music. And then she gives them both flamenco shoes. Joey's are I will say I have three pairs of the boots Joey is wearing. They are like the little heeled booties that we all wore in the 2010s with our skinny jeans and like yes. a flowy top to to go to the office and then out. <laughs> he just he just needed a peplum. And Joey is aware that the boots don't really go with his shorts and button-up vibe. We have a clip of what he says. The shorts and high heels, the shorts and boots combo today is something that I really should have thought through. Let's just say what it is. No one can tell me I look good right now. It's just impossible, but that's that's okay. (laughs) Rachel's like, no, you look good. You look good. The top half looks good. And then she says, the legs are giving. (laughs) I mean, if you've got to show off legs with booties and shorts, you want to have Joey's legs. Uh, The dancers give Joey and Rachel some flamenco lessons. And Joey's a little uncomfortable about the boots, but he tries to go with it. He really is doing his best to commit to those dance moves. Rachel he says seems it's his like first a time in heels. I mean, everyone has to have a first time, you know. I he think rolls with it. It's a skill. And yeah, Rachel. It's a skill. Rachel looks great the whole time. Yeah, she's she's a natural. Joey is like she's just so you know natural at picking up the moves but also she's like having fun with it and making it fun for me she's making it forget making me forget how ridiculous i look their chemistry seems really good during this date i do think joey could have chemistry with almost anyone (laughs) after watching this far in the season like us for example i'm just saying like if he has this power i'm just saying if he ever wanted to (laughs) go on on a date, I mean, come on the podcast with us. Yeah, wouldn't it be incredible for if we were the only people that he did not have chemistry with, and it was just the most <laughs> awkward interview of all time? <laughs> it might be awkward, we but more Joey. because we, we would be like making too much eye contact with him. <laughs> he would get uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, like, Ladies, I'm engaged. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. We'll see. Uh, they are then invited to join the totally, absolutely spontaneous flamenco show that is, of course, introduced to the local crowd in English. <laughs> As is tradition, I assume. And then, you know, the dancer tells the audience in Spanish, Fuerto aplauso, to cue them to <laughs> clap loudly before the dance. It's <laughs> like that part will do in Spanish. Please clap. Yeah, that is a direction. <laughs> The dance troupe gives them costumes, of course. Joey has his black pants, a black button-down, and a black vest, which look- looks much better with the boots. Rachel gets, like, a red blouse and black skirt and a flower behind her left ear, which I think is to show-, show that she's taken now. 
and beautiful. It's a it's a callback to her to her night one, yeah. to her entrance gambit, which is which was a callback Very to cute. Joey's night one gambit with charity. Yes, we're just doing callbacks till we die. It's callbacks all the way down. <laughs> they perform together, and I wasn't even watching the dance. I was just watching their eye contact, the way their bodies move together. <laughs> He's like looking at her makes me feel passion. And I was like, I too feel I am, passion. I am I... feeling the passion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little hot and bothered here. They make out on the dance floor. The chemistry is just so electric. And Rachel says that Joey makes her feel safe. And so, of course, she is looking forward to tonight, her allotted time to have deep conversations and discuss her past trauma. They all know, and they're all overt about it. They're like, yeah. Later is the time I've prepared, and I know what I'm going to say. Looking forward to our deep conversation later. See you there. (laughs) For their night date, they sit for dinner at a local, like, red and white check tablecloth-type restaurant somewhere in Marbella. Rachel is in a gorgeous marigold slip dress. Very beautiful. It's funny. Like, the first night, I feel like everyone was in so many sequins, which is just a bachelor thing. And since then, they've all been much more fashion forward about their dress up wear. Yeah, I've, I've been enjoying a lot of the outfits. Daisy, I think in the earlier rose ceremony, is wearing an amazing white dress with cutouts yeah. and ruching. It's really cool. And I loved Maria's dress too, which is something I could never wear because I would feel awful in it. But it's sort of that like a, a strapless dress, but sort of like a loose satiny oh, floral beautiful. like yeah that just it, it's not clingy but but it just kind it looked of like reformation drapes, to me drapes beautifully yeah i wonder if it is reformation uh yeah i will have to find it we'll, we'll have to find it and drop the style link. spotter or whatever that instagram <laughs> is we'll post it so things start off pretty light at dinner joey's like you saw me in boots and shorts today that was a big no-no i need you to take that mental image just erase it <laughs> I think there's something about these moments that, like, I feel like he is self-deprecating in a way that women often are, and I don't often see from men, especially and on this show. that's why it's so charming. Right, it's because very Because it feels relatable. Coded. Yeah. And it's, and it's a nice give and take. It yeah. allows, it, it sets the tone for the night at, like, we're all, it is that same, we're all in this together energy. Yeah. I'm not here to interview you. I'm also nervous. I'm also thinking about how I look and I'm also yeah. looking silly and like that's fine because this is we're we're on this journey together. It could so easily be this like much more unpleasant thing of like I'm so embarrassed to be in heels like and like grumpy about it or just like truly self-loathing in some way. But instead he's like I'm comfortable with myself but I'm sort of self-deprecating and joking about myself to yeah. to relate and to have like a little banter together and that is just such it feels so natural to me as a woman to like see and it's that very attractive yes <laughs> and they they're like oh it's so great how our conversation flows and we can just talk about random stuff and she's like so random fact about me i was born and raised in hawaii and then i moved to maine to pursue nursing i think that's where she went to nursing school and then she moved back to the west coast And she says, you know, people just don't understand what an intense career it is. And Joey's like, yeah, no, but I do. Nursing is very tough. You must see a lot of things. And I think if anyone really thinks about it for half a second, they know that nursing is a pretty intense job. 
Especially if, like, Rachel, you're an ICU nurse. Right. Exactly. I was going to say that. And uh, and it seems like she was an ICU nurse through COVID. So oh that's my God, yeah. very intense. And she would have been pretty new to yeah. nursing at that time because she's in her 20s. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if she was doing her, if she was still in school, but she probably still would have seen, seen that if she was training yeah. in the ICU. Yeah. So that sounds really hard. Yeah. And she says, yeah, I I see people passing away. I take on a lot of the emotions of the patients and the families. I, I see so much. And that can be a lot for a partner to take on. But nursing is a huge part of me. And it seems like she takes a lot of pride and like really identifies with her career. And that's been an issue in past relationships. I actually found it super refreshing that this was the topic she wanted to talk about. I think we it's not that often that we hear women talk about their jobs and how important and meaningful and core to their identities those things are. Yeah. I'm going to sound just, it was interesting. I'm going to sound a cynical note here and say that it's because she doesn't have a traumatic backstory to share. And they were like what is the most yeah, traumatic that's... thing about you? And she was like I see people die see like death. all the time and they're like bingo. <laughs> you can talk no, about your job. It look, will make the edit. Look. You're probably right. Um, <laughs> but it's nice. It is nice. Yeah. I'm sure they all talk about their jobs and it just never makes the edit because they want to put in the trauma right. story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I just, nice to I get enjoyed, to see that. I, you know, I enjoyed a little, a little mix-up of trauma. Yeah. A little, something a little, a little different flavor. A different flavor. My God. Uh, Sorry, that was callous. <laughs> but you all know that I'm just... Uh, no, no, no. Not no, actually demeaning anyone. No, no. We're just talking about <laughs> the, the structure of the show. Yeah. Um, and Joey is, uh, of course, very complimentary. He's like, Rachel takes a lot of pride in what she does. She loves helping people. I think it's beautiful. And he's like, you know, dating a nurse is a tough thing. And she's had issues with that. So if we're going to be in a serious relationship and she's my future partner, I have to be aware and considerate of that. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to be a hab a husband and boyfriend of a nurse and that's a job in itself so it's true think think carefully he's like you deserve someone to care for you and make you feel safe and then uh she says that she wants someone as her partner who makes her feel like joey makes her feel and she again brings up how much he reminds her of her father and joey Mm -hmm. feels very honored by this and then rachel tells the camera that she's finally ready to accept good things happening to her and that she's just enjoying letting a man really listen to her. <laughs> I loved this line. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with it. It's like, we've come so far, and yet I do think there's still this sense that dating men involves a lot of just, like, listening to them and it, it, not yes. talking too much. <laughs> not being asked may, questions. May, May every woman know the joy of letting a man yeah. really listen to her. Yeah. Let me tell you, I've been making men listen to me for <laughs> most of my life, and it feels amazing. It's very rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> I love this for her. Joey gives her the rose. She obviously accepts. And she, too, is falling for him. Just everyone has fallen for Joey, and this, I get it. The problem is that, like, He's almost being set up to have a really traumatic end to the season because they are all so into him. It's going to be really going to be painful, so and they're going to be like, "He's validated me so much. He's made me feel like the only woman here." And as those people who have felt 
super validated and our front runners as they start to fall, that's going to be so brutal. I know it's kind, it's kind of what happened with Gary on Golden Bachelor. Yeah. Like, yeah. You make everyone feel so secure. I hope he's being a little more careful than Gary. Me too. Me too. I hope, you know, I'm really rooting for Joey. <laughs> so to wrap up their date, they get some actual fireworks, not a goddamn silent light show. <laughs> Thank you for that comforting boom, ABC. Yeah. And Joey tries, tries to do a little metaphor. He's like, I hope our slow burn continues to burn and becomes a raging fire. That is the promise of the slow burn romance trope. And Joey knows that. Joey knows his tropes. The next day, Joey is once again coaching Jesse Palmer on his serve and beating him in a tennis match. I love the idea that Jesse is just like, so I'm going to get tennis lessons all over the world, right? Like that's that's part of the contract. This is, is an you intense have to film match. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... It's wor- it's like better than any shower scene that they used to do with the, the the bachelors to get you worked up about them to actually show a decent tennis player like really going for it. It's in hot. a volley in a volley. I was like, yeah, this is this is working for me. Keep doing it. It's, I don't mind. It's all it's all really working for me and for Jesse Palmer because his <laughs> serve is really improving. <laughs> and then suddenly, I guess the whole day has passed. The sun is starting to set. And the women are already in full glam, extremely nervous for the upcoming cocktail party and rose ceremony. I was laughing. Like, I was not laughing because several of them are feeling very anxious, but I was laughing because they seem to have forced, like, half of the women to individually shoot some B-roll, just looking pensive, standing among some oversized bird of paradise plants. Did you notice this? <laughs> this was incredible. And it really shows the power of like editing and and music to distract your brain from what's happening. Because until you pointed that out in the notes, I had not noticed that. And then I was like, oh yeah, why are they just standing there among the plants looking sad? <laughs> What part of the evening is this? <laughs> yeah, they're like, Caitlin. And they're all in the same spot. So it really feels like they were like, Caitlin, you stand there. Okay, bring yeah. in Kelsey. It was bring like in the Lexi. photo booth of the night. But instead of being <laughs> like, like, smile or make a goofy face, it's like, think about how Joey is probably going to kiss someone else tonight who isn't you. Look into the distance. Don't cry, but look like you might cry. Yeah. <laughs> Kelsey T, I just want to call out her beautiful like crocheted deep orange dress and she's wearing her hair in a middle part it just it looks great with like oh, soft she looks, waves she looks gorgeous they uh they're all ready to go see joey and leia leia has some thoughts on what it means to put in a good showing i think we have a clip the pressure is on tonight everyone needs to be putting their best foot forward come correct know how to dress and i do Peep the nails, peep the dress, yeah, peep the hair, peep the earring. This to me was such a classic (laughs) moment of this would have read so differently if she were getting a nice girl or protagonist at it. It would have seemed so cute and charming, and instead they are very intentionally putting this in to play into her mean girl edit because once you have seen her looking like a bully looking like a mean girl you find this annoying 
Yeah, I know. I did I I did feel find myself feeling a bit bad for Leia. Yeah. Not that bad, but they are definitely hammering home the fact that they want the audience to be super aware that she has made this mean girl hair turn and that right. all of her cute little things, they're deeply annoying now. Like and it like immediately my mind goes instead of being like cute and it's it's why do you need to know how to dress? Is that all Joey cares about? Like, do you think that this is a fashion contest? Do you think this is a hotness contest? You think that Joey is like judging all of you on how hot you look tonight? That's so depressing. And then I was like, oh my God, Claire, she's just doing like a cute little thing. <laughs> you are I reading too me. much into this because you find her off-putting now. <laughs> that is, that's, that's just what happens. That's the power <laughs> of narrative. So we head right into the cocktail party and Joey arrives in a burgundy suit with a burgundy tie. I'm just, I'm loving his styling. I thought he looked excellent in this burgundy suit. And Joey tells the women that this week has been, quote, eye-opening. He sits down with Daisy first and she asks about how all of this intensity is really affecting him. And he says, you know, well, I think my wife is here. And he says that he has come to really believe in this model of finding love because what better way to have confidence in your relationship than to have the person choose you in a sea of all these amazing people? They should hire Joey to do marketing for The Bachelor. This is such a generous spin. I mean, it's worked so well for past couples, many of whom have broken up largely because of the (laughs) jealousy and insecurity that arises from watching your partner go on extremely romantic dates with other women right up until he proposed to them. (laughs) But no, Joey, I'm sure... I'm sure this is the best way to have confidence in your relationship. A hundred percent. I can't think of a better way to build a healthy relationship than going on national television. But Daisy and Joey, this reminded me of their rapport and how playful of a relationship they have. She tries to say like, yeah, I hadn't expected there to be so many amazing people. And he like ribs her for that and is like, oh, you were like, I'm Daisy. It's going to be easy. I'm fine. And she's like, no, no, no. And he's joking. He's like, speak it. Tell your truth. (laughs) It's just they seem they seem very comfortable together. (laughs) Yeah, this was super cute. He tells the camera that he is super excited about her. Meanwhile, a handful of women are discussing how you can never feel safe going into a cocktail party. Jess is especially stressed. She acknowledges that she had extra time with Joey on their date, but she still really wants to have a good amount of time to talk to him one-on-one and have a more serious conversation, which is fair. And she tells the camera that she's trying not to get in her head and trying not to compare her relationship to the other women's relationships with Joey. You should never say that to the camera because that is just an opportunity. (laughs) They spy a crack and they are ready to exploit it to the hilt. Um, Her descent into anxiety is intercut with other women having their cute little moments with Joey. Jen listens to Joey's heartbeat with a stethoscope or as she calls it, a glorified little stethoscope. I don't know what was (laughs) more glorified about it than any other stethoscope, but maybe we missed it. Kelsey, T, and Joey agree that Spain looks good on her, and they make out. Uh, Autumn tells Joey she's really diving in. I keep forgetting that Autumn is there and that she and Joey have spoken. I this was we, the we moment. Not... <laughs> this was the moment where I was like, "Oh, Autumn is going home." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's week five, and you're like, you're only being shown saying that you're ready to dive into getting to know him. I I think it's over. While Caitlin is chatting with Joey about the pressure of growing up in an Asian family. She's saying like, you know, anything less than perfect is unacceptable. And that really affected me. 
Maria walks up, up to interrupt and get time with Joey. This, to me, and I know that you mentioned this before, this felt like such a clear setup by production because Maria yeah. looks a little surprised that someone is there and immediately yeah, seems my, like a little thrown. That was my first thought that obviously, and we know we've had multiple former contestants confirm to us that you are kind of like called up to go have your time with the yeah. lead. Which is why um, it's week five and there aren't that many women even there and Jess is sitting around complaining about getting time instead of literally right. just going and getting time. Right. So it, it did seem to me like Maria was kind of set up to to ruffle feathers in the group because she walks up, sees Caitlin, and is like, oh, oh, um, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And Caitlin is actually really nice about it. Maria keeps apologizing and Caitlin's like, it's okay, babe. Like, have fun. And yeah. Maria says, thank you. I love you. Like, they they seem totally fine. Yeah, they're, they're both handling this uh, in a non-dramatic way. Then, of course, Caitlin returns to the group and reports back that Maria stole him. And, of course, Maria already has a rose. So, uh, a very stressed Jess just absolutely loses it. I think we have a clip. It's giving disrespect on all sides. I'm sorry. I am just sitting here thinking, what the Maria? And it's so disrespectful because she already has a rose going into tonight. She knows half of us sitting there haven't even had the chance to talk to him. How are you? Good. That rose looks good in your hand. Oh, thank you. But like at the end of the day, like if it was me that went, like I, I'm sorry, but like You're I would still go. gonna go. I will say she was very, very sweet interrupting. Yeah, this, this was interesting. Was fascinating to me because it felt like an exchange that was the show kind of admitting that production is the one deciding who gets time because Kelsey A kind of jumps in as Jess is spiraling saying, if it was me and essentially if I was offered that time, I would have also gone. Yeah. Uh, and Caitlin then also jumps in and says, you know, Maria was very sweet when she interrupted. And this was just, this was very telling moment. Yeah. They're all just like, it's not a big deal. She didn't do anything wrong. And please don't make this a thing. Like, they're all just like, just please stop. Please, please, let's not have and this she happen can't. right now. And she just can't, can't stop. stop is the problem. It's also kind of hilarious um, <laughs> that Jess is so set on the disrespect of ever interrupting someone's time when. That was her whole thing at the beginning yeah. of the season. Didn't we? I feel like we like pinned that. We were like, the day is going to come when she is going to be really pissed about someone interrupting <laughs> her on a date or someone else interrupting someone on a date. And that day is here. She is as enraged as if she has completely forgotten that she ever thought this was a cute and fun thing to do herself. <laughs> She's like, I've just been disrespected and lost time. So many different scenarios. I don't understand what Joey sees in Maria. I'm like, how has she, how has she lost time so this, many different scenarios? How is this Maria's fault? Like, you, you mean you lost time when everyone lost time when Sydney tattled on Maria and ruined the pool party? Yeah, like, I guess that's what? it. But that doesn't like, really. What are you talking about? She's just all... she just doesn't like Maria. Yeah, and she is getting very insecure and anxious about her connection with Joey. And I think Maria is an easy person to pin it on. To be yeah. honest. 100%. Meanwhile, Joey and Maria are making out. Uh, good for them. But Jess keeps spiraling. 
She's not pulling it back in. She's ranting to the other women. She's like, I wanted everyone to get time. That's all I kept saying is I want everyone to get time. It sucks when other people don't reciprocate that respect. I was like, what respect, babe? Like, this was your move. You were the first person to pull this move on this season. And you thought it was so funny and cute and just a sign that you enjoy we're going to get married. And now that it's not you, you don't think it's so funny and cute. But don't talk to me about how people need to reciprocate the respect you're showing. (laughs) Also, she keeps saying repeatedly, like, if I don't get time, I'm going to, like, ah! Like, like, (laughs) ah! Like, lose it, basically. But it's a sound. And naturally, (laughs) this means that production is obviously going to prevent her from getting time. Like, yeah. And I think that it, it also plays... And again, we... We don't know how they edited the timeline, but it plays weirdly because she implies that in the end that she doesn't get time because Maria got the time. But she also says you got time so early in the night. And then right after that conversation, it seems like the cocktail party ends. I was like, when did everything happen this episode? But we'll we'll yeah. try to we'll try to sort through it. There was a lot of there were confusing moments and a lot of the women referring to things that I was, I couldn't quite yeah. place. She, uh, Lexi tells the camera that she thinks Jess is just jealous and that Maria is an easy target because she has a strong connection with Joey. Autumn actually says the same thing. It seems like there is not as much of a consensus that Maria is the problem as Jess and Leia think. Yeah. And this is mostly being read as insecurity on Jess's part. When Maria comes back to the group, Jesse immediately makes just like a passive aggressive comment to her, like, oh, that was a pretty early convo for someone with a rose. And Maria's like, yep. And then she says, Jess, just let me ask, like, is there a problem with me speaking to Joey? And Jess says that she felt it was disrespectful. And then Maria asks in this like very over it way, which is her like one of her top modes of delivery she's like in what way jess and jess sort of giggles snorts in response and doesn't say anything and maria's like right that's what i thought so moving on and then jess is like maria you are so fucking rude you're so rude you always just shut me down and they are completely off off to the races to the races (laughs) yeah this was neither neither of them was going to stop that moving train. And it was just, both of their trains were heading for a collision. Yeah. They then start trying to litigate a particular situation, which I was not totally clear exactly what they were referring to. It seems like something that happened off screen. Yeah. Maria references a situation that she was in with, quote, one person, which she told Jess to stay out of. I don't know if it was something with, Sydney or it seems likely that it was about Sydney and Jess intervening at some point but it wasn't an interaction that we were shown I don't think yeah and because Maria says starts to say because you were the only one in that group of people that I've spoken to beyond and then Jess interrupts and says oh your fake ass apology and I was like what are you talking what are are you talking talking about about?" it kind of seems like what it sounds like is that During one of those blow-ups with Sydney, Jess 
tried to step in and say something. And Maria was like, keep out of this in sort of a harsh way. And then later apologized to Sydney or to Jess. That is what yeah. I'm like piecing together, but we don't yeah, see any that... of this. And so I don't know. Yeah. Unclear, but that seems like a good explanation to me. And then we have a clip of the bit of their exchange that escalates next. It was disrespectful for you to grab him. Okay, so Jess, listen, at the end of the day, I I know it upsets you that I have a connection with Joey, and I'm sorry that it breaks your balls. You're just a disrespectful person. Really, am I? Maria, I'm not giving you my time. Grow up. Grow up. You need to grow the up, bitch. There it is. Now it's bitch. Yeah, she says bitch. Because you are one. Maria. Uh, who took a dark turn? Can you imagine Sydney taking this to Joey and being like, and then Jess called Maria a bitch. So I think she should leave. She wouldn't because they're allies. But like, it's very easy to take these moments of conflict and be like, this person is a bad person and needs to leave because of that one thing they said. Which right. Is pretty they, rough. Both, they both just can't stop themselves. They're both just so over it and annoyed in different ways. And it is fully coming out at one another. Yeah. Jess is storming off, yelling like, yeah, you're a bitch back at the group. And someone, we think maybe Caitlin, is trying to get Maria to stop engaging. Leia runs after Jess to comfort her while Maria stays with the group and kind of talks to them. Jess tells the camera in tears that she's just so over the shit with Maria. Back with the women, Rachel seems to be kind of talking Maria down. She's like, you're both just allowed to feel the way you feel. and That is what it is. And Maria's like, yeah, well, if Jess had come to me and said, hey, some of the girls didn't get time, I would have empathized. I don't know if this is true or not. (laughs) I don't know. Certainly the way that Jess went about it it, was not going to end well. I do think that it's the case that it might not have escalated. Like, I don't know if Maria would have fully empathized, but I think she would have, I think her pride gets activated when people talk to her like that. And if Maria had, if Jess had said something like vulnerable, like it's really hard. Like I'm really worried I won't have time. And like, I'm sad to see him getting all this time with other other people, even people who already have roses and I'm still waiting, that Maria might have been able to vocalize a response that was more supportive. But when she feels like she's being criticized, because she Yeah, when she feels like someone comes at her, she just, she, all of her defensive go up and she goes on the aggressive to try to protect herself. And it just, yeah. Yeah. The minute Jess made a passive aggressive comment, I was like, this is going to end terribly. Yeah. Like, Maria's clearly just like, just don't, don't come at me and I won't come at you, but they can't stop coming at her. And then she cannot resist hitting back. Exactly. Um, Like, she could have just dropped it when Jess made that comment. And she doesn't want to do that. She's like, say what you're going to say. Like, you're saying that I shouldn't have gotten time with Joey. So say it. Like, what's your problem with me? Uh, So obviously, while Jess and Leia are out you know, Jess is crying and Leia is comforting her in the other room. Jess is like, I can just only keep my mouth shut for so long. And she's she's crying and being like, this is so hard. Obviously, this appears to be the moment when Jesse comes in to announce the end of the cocktail party. So again, I'm like, what point in the evening did this happen? Is this early in the night for Rachel for, for Maria to have a convo? Or 
Is it actually at the end of the night? Why couldn't she also have time with Joey, even though Maria had this conversation? Maybe if she had gone out to find Joey instead of leaving to cry because she hates Maria so much, she would have been able to talk to Joey. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. This evening doesn't make sense. Yeah, the timeline is is unclear. But all we know is that the cocktail party is over and Jess is fully blaming her lack of time with Joey on Maria. She said production, which is obviously whose fault it is. They <laughs> waited until she left the room, I'm sure. And they were like, Jesse, you're up. Go end the cocktail party <laughs> oh, right now. A hundred percent. I also wonder, yeah, if they just ended the cocktail party, then made them wait a couple hours until the rose ceremony. Like, that's also, I could see them doing that. I could that. definitely do that. I also found it interesting that Jess, she just can't, like Sydney, she cannot let go of Maria. Maria is taking up so much room in her brain. She says that she just doesn't want Joey to choose Maria over her. And I'm like, it's, babe, yeah. it's not a binary choice. It's yeah. like, not about Maria. It's, <laughs> if you don't get chosen, it's about you. Once it comes down to worrying about whether the lead is going to pick you over the person that you hate or not, you've lost sight of the point of having that relationship to begin with. You're only thinking about, like, strategy, perception, things that are, in theory, extraneous to falling in love and getting that ring at the end. Leia's like, you should protect your energy and not give it to Maria. And I'm like, Leia, you first. Jess is like, if I don't get a rose tonight, it's just, like, not even fair. And, I mean, it isn't fair, because production probably should have sent her in for a time slot, but they knew that they could do this instead, and it worked for them. Yes. It's time for the rose ceremony. Joey tells the women it's been an amazing week. He's like, it's difficult to send people home, but I know you've given everything you can. (laughs) Really left it all on the field this week. (laughs) He just has to trust his gut and go with his heart. So Maria, Rachel, and Kelsey A. already have roses, and the rest of the roses go to Jen, Kelsey T., Daisy, Leia, Lexi, Caitlin, and Jess, which means that Autumn and Medina are going home. They're both very sweet and gracious and generous during their exits, but Medina does say that she really feels like the drama overshadowed her ability to get to know Joey, and I think we would agree. We've kind of been saying this the last few episodes. It's actually been fascinating to watch Medina to see someone who is so determined to stay out of the drama and does like basically everything she can do to extricate herself from it. And she just can't. Like it's still completely takes over her time. Sometimes you can't. She's no matter how hard she's like, exclude me from this narrative, make peace. Like let's not talk about this during our time together it becomes her main narrative and she can't get away from it. It's the power of production. Like, honestly, like if she were someone that they saw as a front runner, they would make sure that that didn't happen. Yes. Joey then tells the remaining women they'll be heading west to Montreal. Okay, he also pronounces Montreal so oddly. He says, Montreal. I think he's trying to to do the French pronunciation. I said, I think he's trying to do the French pronunciation. Very poorly. (laughs) I didn't say he was doing it. Yeah, like Montreal, but (laughs) he does not say that. And he also does not say Montreal, which is how Anglophones pronounce it. He's 
just he does a weird he thing. He does something. I, yeah. He <laughs> makes really stood out to me. He makes several wrong choices, but it's fine, Joey. We love you. <laughs> and all the women are so excited. They're go uh, half of them are Canadian, so I understand yeah, why they going they're home. going to the motherland. But Leia is not excited because she has, quote, another week with Miss Maria. The drama, it has only just begun. And oh like, my God, Leia, Leia, or Leia, Leia, babe, Maria already had a rose. Any week you stayed would be a week with her. Also, like, <laughs> why are you saying things like this? It makes it seem like you are the one who is not letting it go. It makes it seem like you're the one fueling it. She isn't, she is the one not letting it go. That's right. I but have to like, believe it at that at this it's point. It's like you're laying your plans out. Like, I, we're not dropping this. Also, I was just distracted by the fact that they flew all the way across the world to Europe only to fly back to Montreal. And I was like, I don't understand why they couldn't do it the other way. I was deeply confused about that as well. I did wonder if it was simply about the dates that they could get the free hotels. Yeah, I mean, that's just it's a lot of carbon to burn for that reason. Yeah, it was, it seemed um, <laughs> but unnecessary, probably. <laughs> but I suspect that's the reason. When they said West, I thought, yeah, there are a lot they of places. They were going to go somewhere gone. else in Europe. I, Portugal. I don't know. But also, yeah. like, I guess if they stay in North America after this, fine, because they have to end up back there anyway. But for the it, for watch the them just be, yeah, but watch them after this be like, and now we're going to Taipei. Like you know, I just I'm worried. I'm worried about the oh, the God. extra plane flights. Oh God, I hope not. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll see next week. They show a lot in this promo. Some of it seemed to be from next week. Some of it seemed to be from the end of the yeah. season. It looks like Daisy's going to get a second one on one. Yeah, I clocked that. Yeah, it also looks like maybe Maria's going to get a one-on-one. They showed a lot of one-on-one time that was, un- it was unclear to me whether it was a one-on-one date or just some one-on-one time. Well, that's time. the thing. It could be one-on-one time. It could also be just them making it to a point in the show where they would naturally get one-on-one time, like right, a hometown exactly. date or fantasy suites. Um, Jen makes out with Joey in front of Rachel. It seems like it's sort of a a moment when Rachel is supposed to have time with him or a date and Jen kind of steps in. Like, that's kind of how it's played. Sort of like the um, uh, cat, cat charity moment on Zach's yeah. season. That's how it's played it, in the teaser. What we really are seeing is that all of the women are beginning to crumble, cry, and feel less than enough. I will say we saw a dinner between Joey and Kelsey T. So I do think she's going to get a one-on-one. Um, but Joey is just feeling real worried because yeah. maybe he'll be rejected at the end of all of this. Yeah, we hear him. We hear women saying things to him that no one should ever say to our precious Joey. Like, I think we're just at very different stages in our lives and other hurtful things. Someone leaves him a we-need-to-talk note. Very ominous. I guess, <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> Let's move on to our love to see it, hate to see it for the week. Let's start with love to see it. We love to see Medina and Maria making peace and moving forward from a rocky start. And Medina being so generous, going out and being the bigger person and comforting Maria when she really needed it. 
I also continue to love to see that this show is just letting Joey have some fun with the cheesy intros to whatever place they're traveling. I think it's always worth it to err on the side of comedy instead of erring on the side of pretending that nothing on the show is ever scripted or fake because it's perversely, it actually does kind of make things seem more real, more watchable, more fun. I I like the way they're doing that. I also loved that we got a chance to know more about Kelsey A. and Rachel this week, also Maria. Kelsey and Rachel just both seem absolutely wonderful, and I did enjoy giving more context to who Maria is as a person, not just as this kind of conduit for conflict. I also love to see Joey's burgundy suit, as you mentioned earlier, Emma. Some fun colors this season. Carrie Fetman. Joey looks looks good in burgundy. I love it. And now it's time for Hate to See It. Obviously, we hate to see Leia getting mad at Medina for being kind to Maria after Sydney goes home. It's just an extremely juvenile understanding of friendship. And honestly, in general, we just hate to see Leia's kind of mean girl heel turn. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, We also hate to see Maria being brought to tears by the fact that she feels like none of the women want her there and starting this episode at such a low. Um, It's it's ugly to see this kind of dynamic play out. It is interesting that they are presenting it, I think, from the opposite angle of how it's usually presented. And instead of giving Maria a villain edit, we're getting more of like a group bullying edit. Um, And it's hard to watch. And finally, we hated to see the entire Maria-Jess conflict. We hated to see Maria's inability to resist goading Jess into full-blown conflict and Jess's absolute inability to resist being passive-aggressive and then overtly aggressive to Maria. Specifically, we hated to see Jess calling Maria a bitch repeatedly. Yeah. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah, very unpleasant. On a lighter note, should we discuss our camp counselor energy rating out of 10 gooey s'mores for the week? Yes, I thought it was a little bit lower than yesterday's episode. Yeah, but still, I agree. still pretty high. I think we just get less Joey because there's more space for the solo women's drama. Even on the painting date, I feel like there wasn't as much focus on Joey because they they brought in more drama to the group date this week. It wasn't as fun. Um, so for me, it was like a 6.57. Yeah, that feels right to me. It was a fun episode, not quite as action-packed and and fun as as last night's. But we did get some good camp counselor moments from Joey, like really seeing the women, validating them, giving them personalized compliments on all of their paintings from the art activity. (laughs) And also giving them guidance on how to really enjoy a new place, (laughs) tradition and nightlife. You know, that's... Yeah, as as that's just how any great camp counselor should yeah. just really set up all of their campers to succeed in a new environment. He's teaching, he's validating, he's letting them know that he really appreciates how much they've left on the field <laughs> this week. And he'll see them next summer, he hopes. <laughs> Maybe.
And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like Love to See It, please remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a review, and of course, spread the word to all of your friends about the show. Yeah, maybe think of one sentence that encapsulates what you love about the show and then make a painting about it for them and see if they can guess that they should listen to our show. I think that would be a really fun game for your next art night in. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok at love to see it pod and Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back later this week with a special episode all about Taylor and Travis. Stitcher. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Issa as host Issa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.